Good morning, class. It's the Teaching Today pod class with Jeremiah and Kristen Nigro. We're back today with our second episode, and today we got NHO, PGS, SVC, oh my, and a guide to the start of the year in the CCSD. And with us today, we got a couple of very special guests who we'll introduce in a few minutes. But uh, before we begin, how's the uh, last couple of weeks been? Oh, it's been magnificent. Uh, I ended up spending a lot of time in Buffalo, New York for yeah. my grandparents' 80th surprise birthday. <laughs> so I already talked to you about this, but there was lots and lots of chicken wings that went down into my belly. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, you said you were going to bring us wings. And then, I'm so then, sorry. We are, we are bereft of wing, wings here today. Listen, I know. And I even bought three jars of Rudy's Blue Cheese. And that's like... You don't even need the chicken wings at that point. You just drink the blue cheese. Just we're good. Drink the blue cheese. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we're 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 rapidly approaching the uh, return to school for the 2019-2020 school year. How are you feeling about that? Super excited because I got to move into a brand new room that's ginormous, and I have a lot of crazy great ideas. I'm sure my husband thinks otherwise because he's going to be doing most of the grunt work, moving things. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm excited for a new year. You know, it's just you know f fresh start, blank slates coming on in. I can't wait to mold those little minds. How about you? I'm super excited. It's going to be my the start of my sixth year, so I'm past the official the the newbie. Uh, the newbie break-in period, I guess you could call it, yeah. and so looking to, to to be that rock star I've been training to be for the last five years. Yeah. Well, as mentioned before, we know you have a great mentor. Yes, Jim Frazee. Frazee. <laughs> or as uh, uh, Miss Brooks, uh, Trusty Brooks, likes to call him, Frazee. Frazee. That's more fancy. I feel like I kind of want to call him Frazee now. So um, we're going to talk about a couple things today. Uh, first off, I wanted to talk to you about uh, NHO, as we like to call and we'll talk about our alphabet soup of acronyms here, but new higher orientation for all of you new folks coming into the district here in the next uh, couple weeks. Um, we have, uh, the CCA has a um, new higher orientation scheduled for July 30th at 7 a.m. is the registration time. Program begins about 7.45, I believe. Um, it's at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. And what is it? It's a new higher orientation. So you're going to go there. You're going to meet um, all the people from the union. You're going to meet people from all across the district that are starting. Uh, so if you listen to our first episode, we talked about the importance of networking. So it's a really great opportunity to meet some of your coworkers who are gonna be coming in and being fresh with you. Um, so it's a great opportunity to do that. So, um, you'll get to sign up for some benefits. Um, I know they do like life insurance presentations mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, they'll be giving away, I know every year I've gone to like help out they got lots of swag, things that are being given away. Um, they do raffle prizes and all this really cool stuff. Plus, again, if you listen to the first episode, you know I'm a sucker for free food. Uh, <laughs> they got continental breakfast Ooh. and a really great lunch. So um, if you haven't been contacted yet, if you just started with the district and you haven't been contacted by someone from CCA yet, you can get in touch with the... Um, office and they will be happy to RSVP you and get you set up and uh, we look to hopefully see you there on July 30th. You know and to be honest um, you had me at raffles and giveaways um, <laughs> and not only that but it's really good prep for when you're gonna have to get up early to get up for school yeah. because I'm sorry guys I hate to be the bearer of bad news but 
Summer's ending. It's okay, though. It's fine. Dun. We get a lot of time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so it'll be great. So we really hope to see you there. That would be an uh, excellent thing to be able to put, um, you know, some names to faces. Other way around, I don't know. Faces and names. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, talk to a couple people today. We had actually originally planned to uh, talk with the OLP today. Unfortunately, uh, we had to reschedule that. So I do have a good friend of mine, uh, Anthony, who is here today. He's going to be talking about his first year, a segment we're going to call First Year Survival <laughs> Stories. And um, so let's uh, introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, so my name is Anthony. I um, have lived in Nevada my entire life. I grew up in Henderson, went to school in Reno, came back here to teach in Clark County. So I've just been, I've been around the school district my entire life with my mom being a teacher as well. Oh, see, I didn't know that part about your mom being a teacher. So not only are you having legacy things to promote there, but... That's really, that's a big deal. Yeah, born no, and raised. my mom, born and raised, my mom's been a teacher here since 92. She helped open up Jim Thorpe Elementary School. Um, and then it just kind of rubbed off on me. I knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was nine years old, helping out in her classroom. So yeah. that's what, that's how I ended up here. Went to Reno, get my degree, came back. So it was fun. I what, enjoyed it. What was your degree in? Uh, my degree is in um, elementary education, but I have a specialty in special education. Okay. So wow. Reno cool. requires you to get a specialty wherever you, whenever you go to get an education degree. So interesting. Oh, nice. Um, so tell us about your first year. How did you How did you feel your first year went? What are some things you had? And uh, just kind of give us a recap. Yeah, first year was really interesting. Um, it was just trying new things, trying to understand everything that you were thrown at in college. Because college, you get that span of four years and understanding and then it's like all right here's your four years crammed into like nine (laughs) months have fun and it was tons of fun i ended up at two different schools which uh again i wouldn't have changed it was a great example great learning situation Mm -hmm. i started in third grade at detweiler and then ended up at first grade in ct school and i loved it i loved every moment of it um it was just tons of fun had a great time uh learned quite a bit about my patience as a teacher because growing up i was um always like I try to relate my teaching style to being a coach mm-hmm. and I now kind of understand like I had to be way more patient than I was when I first started and it's getting used to that and that was something and then having my son helped me understand that patience oh, as well yeah so <laughs> it was all building up that patience and understanding what was going on but definitely a fun experience very cool so can I step yeah, in real no, quick I just it. wanted to find out so because I kind of have lost this in my brain because now I'm going on my seventh year, which I, it's really not that many years, but go take me back to the first day uh, at, De, uh, you said Detweiler? Detweiler. So being in a third grade class where they are kind of kind of starting to like find themselves, they're moving into, you know, consider the inter- intermediate. So what was that like, your first day? My first day, uh, woke up, I was super excited. Um, Detweiler was an early start, so. Fun fact, guys, some of you guys might have that early start where you have to wake up hours earlier than everybody else. I used to make that hour drive every morning from where I live to Detweiler. Um, Getting up early, getting there, setting up my classroom, super excited. Again, the weeks ahead of time wasn't even close to the excitement of the first day. Um, I set out name tags for everybody. It's like, this is going to be great. I'm going to meet everybody. And it was really a shocking moment when it's like, all right, now I'm in charge of 23 smaller people. They're not even... They're, they're kids, but they're right. people at this point. I'm in charge of 23 people. And it's like, all right, how am I going to get them to understand what is expected, but still have fun and do all of this? And it's like, 
here's this explosion of like you have no clue what you're doing but Mm -hmm. you're expected to know everything at the same time yes so getting all their names down trying to do that in the first day which was probably the best thing I could have done which I was really happy that I did and just trying to figure out like what personalities and where to how they matched with mine and that was probably the coolest thing about my first day is like all right, I got this and getting into a routine now and getting those personalities, which was, it was just really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything uh, funny, embarrassing, cool happened on the I, first day? I mean, first day I got flipped off. So oh, that was Oh, fun. no. By I mean, a student? By a student. Oh, yeah. man. I didn't even do anything. And they were just like, hey. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I went and talked to somebody. They were like, oh, yeah, that'll happen. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way to greet. Maybe that's how they do it in their house. Maybe. Right? I was like, all right. <laughs> but, you know, it threw me off, but kept going. I don't remember where I was having this conversation, but we, you remember the movie Kindergarten Cop? Yes. With Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. And you had the, the little boy. It, they're, they're, he's like, uh, what does your what does your mommy and daddy do? And, you know, they're just, oh. <laughs> so I can only imagine because I teach high school. So mm-hmm. it's like. You, you, they got a little bit more They got a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, a little bit different personalities <laughs> at that point. But you just think, I can't, I can't imagine teaching elementary. Wow. So going into mid-year then. So now you've learned. Well, actually, I guess take a step back. So you end up being moved to CT Sewell. Was that due to surplus? So it was a surplus situation. I chose to surplus myself because the other person that would have been moved instead of me was a first grade teacher who had just started her daughter there. And I wasn't going to have them move a school, move their daughter at the exact same time right after starting the school year. So I was like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll move instead. Oh, it's really sweet of you. (laughs) I I know how hard it is. My mom was a teacher. I I went to the school she taught at and then we had to move and everything like that. So I know what it's like. Wow. Okay. So then you ended up at CT Sewell trying to learn, relearn names, relearn, relearn names. personalities. <laughs> yes. So how did that go? I mean, third and first, they're definitely a difference because I mean, they're still babies. It was a huge difference. It was a huge culture shock at that point. Cause like yeah. I was, I went from people that could have a conversation with me to people that still didn't know what they were thinking or right. feeling at the time. And a lot of the times, like I had situations where some kids were would act violent in some situations. Some kids would just be like, okay, well, I don't know what to do, so we're just going to sit here and laugh. Right. And, th- I mean... <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Jeremiah. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfectly fine. If, like, if you're paying attention, you're not hurting anybody, and you decide to sit there and laugh because I said something funny, cool. Yeah. But it was just that whole... It was a huge change going... I went from 23 kids to 17 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just... It was, again, it was a huge shock. And my mom teaches first grade, so I was like... Do you have any tips? Do you have any yeah. tips? Do you know Mom, what I'm help doing? Me out. <laughs> and I'm like, I had to go, even with her help, it was still completely a ball game change because I was so used to already two months in wow. with third graders and I switched to first grade. So, so it was you, a huge you gave, change. You had to switch like second quarter, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. That's it intense. Was October 11th is when I started at CT Sewell. So right. did you find a lot of support within your team at CT Sewell? Like, yeah, I had, um, my team was mostly young teachers. Mm-hmm. So uh, people in their second year, Actually, I had two people in my their second year, my first year, another one in her second year, and then I had one that had just moved to teach at in CCSD, mm-hmm. and she was about a seven year veteran, and it was a huge support being able to talk to them, bounce ideas, and like, what are we doing? How are we doing this? How am I going to do this? And the principal and the principal and the administration staff were just fantastic with helping me make that transition, giving me ideas, what I can do. Gosh, that's so true. Jeremiah, you and I were talking about this last time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more important than having supportive administrators as well as a supportive team. Team with you, yeah. Then finding a mentor, finding somebody mm-hmm. to, to help share the workload because teaching is... 
Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a total, like, mind-blowing situation. You go in there thinking, I got this. I, I did student teaching. Mm-hmm. And then you go in there, you're like, I, oh. I know, you I start know to question this. yourself. Hey, pump the brakes. Pump yeah, the brakes. truly. Exactly, right? So that's cool. You know, and it's funny because you're talking about, you know, bouncing ideas off of the first grade teachers mm-hmm. that you're, you know, in your team with. And I think about it, like, at uh, Shore Elementary, where I teach, I have my kindergarten, um, you know, team that I work with. And we are a lot of the the grades and things that we do are all observational and we can do a lot of things through infinite campus that way mm-hmm. and it seems like as soon as you you know get over that to the first grade everything is very like standardized assessment a lot of it's like very like intense grading and you know maybe that could be different in other schools where they don't do it like that but i just know that's like the difference between kinder and first was like whoa it's a huge shock because i did my um, student teaching in kindergarten and then i did my other half in intermediate autism Oh wow! And yeah, so I've I've tried to branch out as far as I can go, and going from kindergarten to first grade was a huge shock because you're like, all right, it's you know it's like a spelling test every once in a while, we'll yeah. be fine. It's showing them like number talks, we'll be fine, we'll yeah. be fine. And then all of a sudden it's like this is graded, this is graded, this is graded. We had a spreadsheet every week that we would get that had like nine assignments on it that were going to be graded, and like their percentages, the standards were hitting, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh boy. Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time on the computer. So yes. best advice, keep your computer organized and clean. Yes, by very far. much so. <laughs> I think that'll be a theme for today, actually. Yeah, it will, actually. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so, so we talked about the middle of school. You had to transfer. You got surplus. How did you, how did you end up? How, how did you feel at the end of your year? What was How did you feel your first year ended up? Stressed and overwhelming. <laughs> it, it really was. And I've heard this from every other first-year teacher I've talked to is that it's not even your first year, it's your first three years that you really are just like trying, you're, you're treading water, you're trying to keep your head above water, trying to figure out who you are as a teacher, how you're going to teach, what your teaching style is. And like every every day I was like, all right, as long as I stick to a routine, I know what I'm doing, at least I can get most of my students to learn what I want them to learn that day. And that was the hardest part, is like making sure that I'm reaching every single kid in the classroom. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I could agree with the treading water for the first three years, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I remember that pretty pretty clearly. Right, right. Well, especially the part where you're trying to reach every kid, and it's like, oh, my gosh. The idea of, like, when you learn about differentiation, you're like, I got it. I can do this. And then it's all of a sudden you're trying to, like, ooh, wow, I've got almost 20 kids. And, uh-oh, okay, this one doesn't learn through this way. Okay, and they're, they're mode like, how they learn, they're more tactile. And this one's more, you know kinesthetic and and you're trying to like incorporate all these different things and you're going and then think about that when you get to the secondary level and you have 40 kids a period you got six periods a day some people have you know so yeah yeah it gets it gets to be overwhelming and did you definitely have a lot to think about so Mm -hmm. um would you say that you felt um overall how do you feel that your program prepared you for getting into the classroom uh you know and this is just me, you're never truly prepared for the classroom. <laughs> That's a good answer. Four years of education, and I honestly believe Reno was like the best school I could have gone to for it. They had a great education program. I had four different student teaching sessions. Wow. Yeah, each semester we had to have one student teaching session. That's amazing, so actually. It would, it would go from twi- twice every two weeks to once a week to every day of the week. Wow. And it, they made sure you were prepared, ready to go. And the program there was just absolutely fantastic. Hands down, probably the best place I could have gone, especially being in-state. I got in-state tuition. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a big help. And it helped out a lot because I I didn't walk away with a lot of debt. Like, I had family members who my mom walked away with $30,000 in debt in 1992. 
in 92, that's a huge difference than what it is now. It's close to probably $100,000 in student debt. Mm-hmm. And I loved Reno and the fact that I was, I felt prepared for most of the situations I was in was what I have to thank Reno for. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's good shout out to you and I. Yeah, you <laughs> and I. Even though you're in a room full of rebels. So. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could give any one piece of advice to a new educator, doesn't necessarily be a teacher, but new new educator, mm-hmm. first year, what would it be? I'm gonna give two, if that's okay. That's that's you, you gotta pay five dollars. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. Um, routine, 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 routine. You come in planned every day for the same thing, because mm-hmm. especially in elementary school. I don't know how it is so much in middle school and high school, but if you have a routine, the kids are going to learn because they're prepared. Um, Those days where you have like rainy day schedule, those are the days that you're going to struggle with the most because they throw off your entire routine. Those five minutes of difference Mm -hmm. is a huge difference at that point. Uh, Get that routine down every single day. Make sure you're ready to go prepped ahead of time. The second piece of advice that I can give, and I'm going to be in my negatives in my bank account for the $5 I owe, um, <laughs> is going to be network. And I, you talked about it earlier, networking. Reach out to the people in your office. Know mm-hmm. the janitor's names. Know yes. the principals. Know everybody's name in your office because they will make your life so much better. Because sometimes people are throwing things out. Janitor sees it. They've been in your room. They know what you need. They will help you out. That is so true. And knowing your janitors, uh, knowing your administration, where they can help you, where they can't help you. I was like, I would ask about like, do you know anything I can do for summer? And they're like, yes, why? Go sub for it. And I was like, sure, why not? It's Mm -hmm. subbing and I can do that. And it's just getting that extra help. So definitely reach out and routine. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? And I feel like when you have that camaraderie and that rapport with everybody in your building, it is like a well-oiled machine. Like, honest to God, you just, there's no friction. Everybody understands where everybody's place is. And the fact that they're willing to help is just, it's like, it makes you feel good, you know? Because you're sitting there going, oh, I'm brand new. And for them to be, you know, open arms and have you come in like that, that's that sounds like you ended up at a really good school. So now are you staying at CT school for night, or did you move on? No, I'm going to a new school. Um, I'm going to Whitney Elementary. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. yes. Um, really excited about that. I'm going back to third grade. Working with little people again, (laughs) and I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a new school, new environment, super excited. Plus, it's a little bit of a drive, so I get my, I get those mornings to drive and listen to music. And listen to the Teaching Today podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. (laughs) You're plugging in your own podcast. (laughs) That's That's how you do it. (laughs) That's funny. So that's really awesome. And we know we really appreciate you coming here, especially taking time away from your little one at home and... That's, um, you know, we wish you the best. And, you know, you obviously know Jeremiah. And if, you know, you ever need to contact me about anything primary, I'm your girl. I will help you out, whatever you need. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. No, thank you for coming in today. We really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. We want to thank Anthony once again for coming in today and talking with us about his um, first year teaching experience. And so, um, like we said in the introduction, we uh, had talked about uh, new hires. Uh, now we're going to be talking about something else. And uh, this is uh, more pertinent, I would believe, to 
people that have been here for a little bit and they've had lots of questions. We've heard uh, from lots of people that they have lots of questions about the PGS or the Professional Growth System. So today we have uh, with us uh, Brenda Pearson, who is uh, the genius guru who can kind of <laughs> yes. explain the madness that is our um, salary advancement uh, methodology, I guess, here in the CCSD. So um, we're just going to let her introduce herself and uh, then we'll ask a couple questions. Hi, my name is Brenda Pearson. Thanks for having me. I have um, been a teacher for, gosh, about 22 years now. Taught mostly elementary and middle school. And just like Anthony, my mom is a teacher and recently retired. Oh, oh wow. wow. How cool. So, you know what, I have to say, when I when I first met you at, I, I think it was... I think it was a surplus meeting. I feel like you were there. It was like it was right before I went to shore, and I had questions, and I was like, "I found her! I found the unicorn!" Oh. I was so excited, like seriously, I couldn't believe it because I had so many questions, and it went back to I think you and I had spoken about this before. It was had to do with uh, I sold fireworks, and I, I was using it to raise money for um, league fees for a flag football co-ed team that was coaching. And I just could not get a straight answer about whether or not my time, my 70 plus hours in this hot, nasty booth that was like an hour drive from my house, if it would count. So, and I finally found her and we were you know, able to talk that out. So, and I was just like really appreciative that there was somebody so knowledgeable oh, of course, about that. Of course. <laughs> so, um, one of the other questions that we've gotten a lot or we've heard a lot from people is, why did they change? Why didn't we just keep the old system? Why, why? What makes the PGS so much better than the old system? So can you kind of elaborate on some of, of the course. things that make uh, the PGS kind of unique, I guess you would say? Yeah. So I think that one of the biggest misnomers is that we went from an old system to a new system. The new system embeds the old system. So for example, if you still wanted to get a master's degree, go get a master's degree. It's embedded within the professional growth system. So really the best piece of the PGS is that there are so many options for you and you can build your own path. So I personally have um, gone to school enough. I have two master's degrees. I'm finishing my PhD. I may or may not at that juncture want to go back to school. As a teacher, I didn't think I wanted to go back to school to earn another degree in order to get a salary advancement. So now I have all these options, right? So what if I wanted to work in PLCs with people who are in my building? Maybe I wanted to tutor students or I teach professional development. Could that be used for my salary advancement? And the answer to that is yes. So really it's all about the fact that you can decide how you want to grow. I can look at my own um, my own practice and say, really, I'm very good at teaching math, but I'm not as good at teaching ELA. I came from the first grade classroom, so that's something that I should focus on. Mm. So for that, my salary advancement, that's what I would have chosen to focus on, Pretty. is improving my practice in ELA. Interesting, yeah. Um, so are there any important updates or changes coming to the PGS? Yes. So thanks for the question. <laughs> yes. Um, we've actually been working, CCEA and CCSD have been working collaboratively over the last, gosh, maybe six months to kind of take a look at what have been the successes and what have been the struggles of our PGS system and revising the PGS guide accordingly. So that hasn't been released yet, but what we've been doing is working on it. So um, the, the 
booklet originally was, I think, 18 pages, yeah, right? Exactly. So we have streamlined a bunch of that to make sure that things are embedded within other categories. So for example, task forces or participation in task force is not necessarily within the new PGS guide that's going to be released within the next few months. It's embedded within the district PD and it's called out there because of the fact that the district gives you a certificate anyways. So it's right. actually not a separate category. Mm -hmm. So when we're able to condense those categories, it's much more manageable for you to take a look at the guide and choose what you wanted to do. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know how many original, I've, yeah, 18 yes. pages. Well, I, I looked at it today right. and I was it's like... It's a lot. Yeah. It's funny too, because as we were talking before we went on air, I was saying like, oh my goodness, there's like so many different things in my my binder, which I'm like, totally, oh man, I'm behind the times. But there's so many things that fell under different categories that I had to go when we were filling out those papers and getting the, you know, authorization from our admin. And I'm going, okay, where does this fall? I do know that the one I've maxed out is grants. And I'm happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So one of the things I just wanted to jump in here. Yeah. Um, one of the things we've, we've done for the new higher orientation, um, piggybacking on what you guys were talking about before, is we've done some sample paths for uh, whether you're an early career teacher, whether you are um, looking for a TESOL endorsement. So we've done some examples of what you oh, can wow. do to complete your, your uh, PGS or your column advancement. The other thing that I would give as a new teacher, a tip to a new teacher, would be choose a couple categories. Don't don't go through the whole booklet. You don't have to choose from the whole booklet. <laughs> right. That's a little bit more uh, paralyzing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you stick to a couple categories and choose what you want, that's how you can build your plan. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about the paths, like for like the TESOL endorsement, where would you, is that something that we're handing out at New Higher Orientation or is it Correct. somewhere we can find online? Yeah, so we've actually created a booklet that's going to be shared at New Higher Orientation. Um, it's called uh, A Guide to Navigating the ELMS. Mm -hmm. So the ELMS is the platform that you put all of your CUs in for mm -hmm. the district. Um, within that, we have put a couple roadmaps that you can go through. Ooh, um, but additionally, we've added uh, how do you navigate through, how do you enter CUs, what do you do with the Google Drive, what do you need to do in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. And is that, uh, that'll be something we post eventually on CCA's website too. That's I'm correct. for members. Okay, That's Thanks, cool. Um, so, yeah, there's so many opportunities aside from the traditional, because when I, I started, and I started straight out of college with my bachelor's and I, I pretty much like my second year I started my master's program and then we did the whole transition and so then we started a new one and I started my second master's oh wow and I was like I don't know if I can do a whole nother master's right. again right, right right now so but the opportunities so I got CUs for um uh, teaching summer school, you get half CUs for that. You get oh, that's right, yeah. Um, CUs for um, if you go to a lot of IEP meetings, which I don't happen to. That's but, totally me. I'm like the IEP you get, girl. <laughs> you can get um, CUs for for attending IEPs and all this other stuff. So there's lots of opportunities that are not in the classroom, and I hear a lot of people talk about, well, what if I want to go to a different district? Well, there's nobody saying you can't. You, you don't have to not go to school. Mm -hmm, right. It's just a, a different a different path. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's there's confusion on that or, or what. But anyways, getting back to kind of our line of questioning, what do you think in that, that vein? What are some of the best uh, ways to get... Uh, what do we say? Some of the best bang for your buck in CU. So how do you, how do you maximize, I guess, the time effort thing? Right. So... Um, 
it's a hard question to answer, right? Yeah. Because it really depends, <laughs> really depends on you as a person. Yeah. So what I'd say to you, you Jeremiah, is that um, if somebody is going to move to another district, go to another state, then it's safest to do graduate level coursework or mm -hmm. PDEs. That way you've got that solidified, right? But if you are planning to stay here and this is a salary advancement that you want to accrue just for yourself and for your family to contribute to your income, then you should probably choose things that are free. For example, you got paid to do summer school mm -hmm. and you got half CUs. You could get paid to do tutoring and get CUs. Mm -hmm. So there are many options that are free. So I will say, depending on how <laughs> you categorize this, if you say according to the money, then I would probably say choose a f the free the items free options, that yeah. you can do. Um, but if you wanted to, uh, you know, an another misnomer really is the fact that um, you don't actually have to have a master's degree to get a salary advancement. Yes. Right. It's actually less classes, fewer classes than a master's degree in our old salary schedule, yeah. quote unquote. So um, you, that's a quick way to do it, quick, quote unquote, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, National Board is also a great way yes. to do it, yeah. right? So that's additionally you get the 5% uh, tacked on to your salary from the state. and when you successfully complete the national board, then you get 225 contact units. Wow. So yeah, so the just just the national board on its own is 225. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So what, yeah, we're we're going to we're planning on having a, another guest talk specifically right, about that in the future. Boards. So, uh, what were you gonna say? I was just say like it's actually, you know, not to dive too deep into national boards, but what I think is like awesome about that is the you know CCEA offers that support and those cohorts, right? During, the, yeah, and that's like, I have a couple friends that have gone through it and have done the different parts of it, and I can see like stress just all over them. And, and <laughs> I think once they started going to those and mm -hmm. getting help through, and we actually had one of our ones that went up to lobby uh, in Carson City with us, uh, Jidstra. And she is one of the ones I believe that runs one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she so, assists Elizabeth in doing yes, that. Yes. Yeah. So that's very, very beneficial. So if you are thinking about national boards, definitely look into that because that's going to really help out a lot. I hear they're very hard. <laughs> I've not done them yet. <laughs> and this goes for for no new folks that are listening. If you're not aware yet, new uh, national boards, you have to wait until you past your third year, I believe it is. Correct. Mm -hmm. yes. So it's not something you can jump into right, right. away, but. Uh, it is something to look forward to uh, going. It's probably good to wait anyways with all that <laughs> stressors. <laughs> I, I looked at it once and I said, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jean Salinas, my kindergarten teacher that I worked with, she tried so hard to get me to go and do it with her, and I panicked. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I'm like, I, I won't give it my all right now. I know. So it's not it, for me. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, we talked the last time. We said, um, you know, I don't work in a visual medium in, the, in this podcast, <laughs> and you have to record yourself in front of your class, and I was like, Oh man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Be your own worst critic, as you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you? And, and I know you don't have um, like, you're not on the inside of the district right now. But what are some of the ways that CUs get entered? Like, I know there's some things that we have to manually track, but there's stuff that maybe the district tracks. Do you have any kind of yeah, info so on that? The the only thing really that the district tracks are. Um, anything that would be on path lore, the old path lore. Mm -hmm. So the old path lore now became the ELMS, okay. right? So mm -hmm. any courses, any work you do with the district is going to automatically come up on your ELMS system. Okay. You're going to be able to see that as it comes up. Um, my 
caution to you is to make sure that you check to make sure that it's accurate. You know, there's always human error. We need to make sure that whatever activity training you engage in, you go back and check to make sure that you do your due diligence as well. Okay. So everything else is going to be on you. Okay. Okay. And, and that's all entered onto EML, ELMS. Now. That's correct. Yeah, okay. that's correct. So the, those, those lovely uh, rainforest uh, killing uh, binders of paper. Were, yeah, are, yeah. Are not that was me. Gone to the wayside. That was me. Okay. But then all of a sudden, my son took it over and started scribbling it. So now I'm like, oh great, how am I going to explain? <laughs> so, and then one thing I just wanted to ask real quick, and I know we had talked a little about this, but what is probably your best tip or trick to monitor your CEUs coming in? Right. So I think organization is the key. Mm-hmm. So um, my biggest tip would be to set up a Google Drive folder that has the, the categories for the PGS mm-hmm. labeled so that you can automatically dump your activities into school and community activities or a district level PD or a school site based PD. Yeah. Whatever those categories are, make sure that that's organized clearly on your Google Drive. Yeah, that's that's one thing I struggle with really bad organization, and I, I really want to get better. So, uh, Mandy Yeoman, I'm calling on you. I know that you're going to be at my school this year, so you need to help me out, girlfriend. <laughs> she's like the she, like this is the PGS guru. Yeah, Mandy Yeoman, she could like she's like the what do they call the Maria Kondo? Maria Kondo. Oh yeah, my that's gosh, right. this girl knows it. Like I want that's the room I took over. I'm trying to I'm trying to Maria Kondo my house right now because we're getting ready to move, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I I am throwing away a lot of stuff. Like I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, this, this does not bring me joy. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Right, exactly. So. so, yeah, it's funny. I took her room over and because it's the bigger room, and I gave the other one to Miss Beaker. Uh, and I was like, when I walked in, before she even started dismantling everything, I was just like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Like, I literally have a Sterilite two-drawer, like, container that, like, if I didn't know what to do with it, boop, goes in the green drawer. <laughs> it's like, and then when I looked at it, when I was moving classrooms, I was like, oh, dear God. My, I, when I, when I grade papers, I don't, I'm, I'm slow at grading because I, I, I let it pile up <laughs> and, um, but I always know when somebody's like rearranged something because I'm very like, it, it's, it's a, dis, it's a jumbled mess, but I know exactly where the classes are and where they're divvied. Right. And, uh, yeah, then, then the kids say, you lost my paper. Like, no, I, I know exactly where the paper is. I know was. exactly. It's an It was not mess. there. <laughs> So, um, and I think we wanted to talk about this and kind of forgot about it. When we talked about the beginning, um, changing over to this PGS, the column advancements, the column advancements are 5,000. It's right. It's approximately $5,300 of salary advancement. Versus on the old, uh, the old columns, masters plus 16 to masters 32 was only like 1321 in between. Correct. I believe so. It's a much, much larger jump. So that does explain the, you know, the, the time difference. I think that's one of the other things is, well, I could do a master's in, you know, one year. Oh boy. Which I, I that's how I got my first master's wow. was doing it in a year, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But why do I have to wait three years? Well, you're getting a big chunk when you do that. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, it's important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, this is a you, you know this is a, this is an unprecedented salary schedule for for teachers in, in Clark County going up. The the mm-hmm. top out the max is eighty nine thousand something ninety thousand mm-hmm. yeah. oh ninety thousand yeah. and some change yeah um, so you know and then starting at forty 
forty thousand is, is when I started it was thirty four yeah. seven hundred. <laughs> so uh, that's a big difference. So uh, we just wanted to thank you very much for uh, coming in and spending some time with us and kind of giving some shedding some light on that PGS system. And yes. uh, if you have any questions. Um, about those you can email us and we will get in touch with Brenda and we can uh, find out the answer okay so thank you very much Brenda for coming thank in today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right and to again thank Brenda for coming out to speak with us today about the PGS and um, it's a really really great opportunity for you to uh, find ways to advance your salary and that and again it's like she said it's not necessarily if you're staying here in the district, you don't have any plans to go anywhere, you don't have to invest a whole bunch of money in um, in master's degrees. But if you think you might, you can. If you think you just want to invest in a master's degree, you can. There's nothing <laughs> Super educated. You. So, And you know what the other <clears throat> thing is too, Jeremiah, is honestly, I feel when I'm looking at this, I'm going, I mean, I understand there's a lot of like pushback because you know we're creatures of habit. It's hard to change anything. And but I, if I can make a recommendation to anybody that's listening, is you know try to accept this with open arms. Try to navigate through it. I mean, I'm more than happy to. If you need to reach out to me or Jeremiah with any help, either I would. I'm like. I'm still learning too. That's why <laughs> Brenda's my my person, my go-to person. But on top of that, I mean, you got to look at it in a way too. If you go through and you get another master's degree, that's a lot of money, just like your buddy Anthony was saying. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I'm talking student debt right now in our nation is out of control. Where you can find opportunities out here and you can recoup that money, even if it's like a $50 class or a $20 class. There's the classes everywhere that you can go and you can take. And it's way cheaper than what if you're going off to get a second master's or oh, yeah. a PhD. I know there's I know there's things that PBS the PBS goal courses. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of stuff that you can get, and it's it's cost effective. Um, it's not in extremely intense um, and things like that, but they right. they do offer like beneficial things towards your classroom management, your right. practice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, we had mentioned. Um, if you did have questions um, for Brenda, you can email us at teachingtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always looking forward uh, to hearing from our listeners, and we will be happy to pass those along and Absolutely. get you the answers you need. So, Absolutely. Today, we're talking about the alphabet soup that is CCSD. Uh, we all know that our profession is a literal alphabet soup of acronyms, like things like ESL. Oh yeah, English Second Language and IEP, which is your Individualized Education Program, which is, you're gonna probably hear that a lot. Um, IDEA. Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Thank there you. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> as well as GATE too, which gift, is your Gifted, gifted and, and talented. talented. Yep, we got a great gift We got teacher. that one. Right <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but, not, those are, those are kind of, you've heard those uh, in your classes, uh, in your college classes, but today we're going to talk about some of the CCSD specific terms that you're going to hear a lot. And knowing these uh, terms will kind of give you an edge, kind of make you look like the smartest one in the room sometimes <laughs> when you're like, when, yep. the, when the, the, the veterans are like, oh, what's this kid know? So. Right. Yep. So it's funny, too, that you say that because the way that I look at it is when you actually hear all these acronyms, they can be definitely overwhelming. But I mean, these are really meant to help, you know, shorten our load, which is definitely something that we need to do. And it helps you really like navigate through and you get a better understanding of your practice, which is super important. And we know as teachers, we're always trying to perfect our practice. Mm-hmm. So 
So, um, what say you? We start with uh, SOT. What's an SOT? Well, so the, your SOT, so you're going to hear that, and that's going to be coming up soon because they're going to be looking to um, um, elect, yep, yep, to do elections for um, people to sit on the board. So it's your site organizational team. And as of right now, Jeremiah, I am uh, the chair of our site organizational team at Shore Elementary. So when you're looking at a typical meeting, what a lot of the times what I've seen is um, Mrs. Brown, who is a, an amazing administrator at my school, she brings in recommendations um, for um, the what she has done with the budget to kind of help balance our budget of what we're given. So you usually meet once a month and it, you actually pick the day that's more conducive with your, um, your team that you're meeting with. Mm -hmm. um, usually your first actual meeting is going to be talking about what... I guess positions people are going to hold like it's who's going to be secretary and things like that and I will say it actually really opened my eyes because you know we always get caught up with whatever we're doing and we kind of forget the behind the scenes things of like oh my god there's a budget that we really have to like abide by the mm -hmm. money just doesn't like we're lucky we get supply budgets so Miss Carol she always sends it out but without being able to allocate that money it's very it's interesting to see that from behind the scenes because I mean we're talking how she, how Miss Brown she had to move around people's positions in order to save teachers and you know i'll give her credit where credit's due i mean that's a very tough job and um on top of that they actually can have public speakers come in like people who want to do public comment mm -hmm. we we only had one experience with that but for the most part it's it's very it's it I, if you are a teacher who has been in ccsd or you've been teaching for a little bit i would recommend maybe running for that because you really get to see the behind the scenes things of what's going on with the budget it puts in perspective Mm -hmm. um, the SOTs, they're made up of, um, it has to be several licensed professionals. Correct. The, the people in the classroom, it has to be one support staff, I believe. Yes, correct. Uh, and then three parents? Yeah, so we did, we had some uh, people that actually work at our site, but their kids are also there as well. So it was nice because they get to kind of contribute and they have a stake in what's going on. And then you have a, a non-voting student who gets to be, I don't, well, I don't know if that's different. I think like a... In secondary, they have a student that, that sits as a non-voting person, which so, is kind of cool, I thought. So we didn't have one at our elementaries because I'm sure with, you know, they only go up to fifth grade. So. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yes, I want the ice <laughs> yes, cream budget exactly. increased. <laughs> yes, ice cream budget needs to be increased. Uh, but we did have Steve Shore, which is our namesake. He actually was on our SOT committee. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. He's a really nice guy. Um, and then you obviously also have your uh, school administrator who is a non-voting member as Correct. well. Correct. So it, it's an interesting process. And it, it is, again, if you do run for that, um, it does give you kind of a, some insights into how the schools run. And mm -hmm. you as a outside observer can go and, and uh, visit these meetings as well to, to kind of get a, <clears throat> excuse me, to kind of get an insight on those um, uh, goings on as well. Yes. Um, another, uh, I don't know how CCSD specific, but this is kind of specific, is OLP. And OLP is an other licensed professional. And so you'll hear us talk a lot. We say this is an advice show for, a mo for the modern educator. So we're not just talking about the teaching classroom. We're talking about all the other licensed professionals that help make the wheels on the bus go round and round, so to speak. Uh, speech pathologists, audiologists, nurses, counselors. Um, am I missing any? Adaptive PE. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep. All of these different uh, great uh, different folks that also contribute to the learning of uh, students. So if you hear someone talking about an OLP, um, they're usually refer they're, they're referring to somebody who 
works in education as a other licensed, licensed professional. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They're actually really important because I work hand in hand with my speech pathologist, uh, Shaley Rivera, who was supposed to be here. Unfortunately, she had some things come up. Uh, but I mean, these are people that are going to be doing the things that are going to, um, you know, help these kids grow, especially when it's like speech or if it's, um, you know, anything else like your CF. So things like that. Sp- mm-hmm. uh, uh, physical therapy. Yeah. And the, um, occupational oh, yeah. Therapy, mm-hmm. that's yep. Thing. So I'm sorry. And the CIF is your <clears throat> special education facilitator. Oh, as we're see, talking there, about there's, alphabet soup. There's the alphabet. So, <laughs> so. CIF, yes. Um, and um, what else do we have? The PGS. The PGS, we already yep, we just, listed out yep. the professional growth system. Mm-hmm. But going into the PGS, you have to create a PGP, mm-hmm, which, which is your professional growth plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of your PGP, you also have to include an SLG. <laughs> Which is your student learning goal. So if that wasn't a mouthful for you. Right. So um, if I can, I just want to talk about <laughs> yeah, that for a second. For um, so with your student learning goal, when you're looking at your, your PGP, uh, you do have your student learning goal. And that's pretty much going to be what you're trying to achieve. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. So uh, it's whatever... Um, you have to have what are you trying to obtain in your PGP, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. And your SLG also goes hand in hand with your NEPF yeah, too, which is your <clears throat> Nevada Educator Performance Framework. And what's important about that is when you're talking about your student learning goal, which is actually I'm going to say it's a win. We went from having a 40 percent, um, what would it be, 40 percent of your evaluation down to 15%, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And so um, thank you to the, um, what is, which I'm not sure what bill it was, yeah. but it was <laughs> people going up and lobbying for, you know, to get that lowered. Um, but going back to your Nevada educator, educator performance framework, when you're talking about that, that is what your evaluations are based on. So you obviously know that you meet with your administrator, you guys set up a um, you develop and approve an SLG, so that's going to be something that you work hand in hand, and then you're going to be monitoring how you're hitting that student learning goal. Mm-hmm. And then based on how you performed, they evaluate your attainment of the SLG. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add there? Uh, no, I think um, SLG, it's, in a, it's a good tool for, for you to kind of and we talked about this last last time was what do you want to accomplish what are your goals and that's i mean that's exactly what it's saying what do you want your students to achieve yes. and the nice thing i feel the nice thing about it is that since i get to develop it i get to pick it then i know what i'm working towards mhm yes and and that's that is one thing that i have seen um i would like to say your SLG, don't make it so, so easy. You know, I mean, don't make it so, so hard, but obviously your administrator, you're going to be um, doing something that's gonna make you better in your practice. So this year, my SLG, I was focusing on trying to get my kids to move over on a column in regards to the, um, it was a writing assessment that we did. I achieved it 100%, Mm -hmm. every kid grew. And you know, it makes you feel good because not only are you attaining that goal that you've set for yourself, but you know, because you have the hard evidence to actually see that, so. 
So yeah, the NEPF, that's your uh, Nevada Educator Performance Framework, which again, it's all based on your um, uh, how your evaluation is going to be written. And there's different standards mm-hmm. uh, the, that they look at. So the, there's there's professional standards yep. and then there's the uh, instructional, instructional mm-hmm. standards and they each have a different weight. And then basically what, what your administrator does at that point is they're going, when they come and do your observations, they do these things. You have these things. Um, you are going to be evaluated on different indicators, and your your administrator's job is to find all of the evidence. So, um, it, it's a it's a pretty intuitive system. If you know, um, and it's funny, we go back to talking about the same people. Mr. Frazee, he has um, he's he's like scripted out how he's going to hit every single standard and every single indicator to make sure that when he knows that the administrator is coming to do an evaluation, he's going to hit those. Yes. And he could point to it. Here's where I hit that. Absolutely. So, well, I think, I mean, that really, that really covers a lot of our main ones that you'll see in our um, lovely Clark County School District. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some more. Um, there's actually, if you look, and we'll add this into our show description, mm-hmm. um, there's actually a three-page list of all the uh, lovely acronyms that you can find in CCSD uh, that we'll, like I said, we'll link to um, so you can see that if you if you ever get lost in this, again, alphabet soup <laughs> quagmire, uh, so to speak. So uh, that's about all the time we have for today. And I just wanted to do a couple quick reminders. We're on Facebook, Teaching Today Podcast. Mm -hmm. You can find us there. Please like us. Mm -hmm. Um, We're actually doing a giveaway right now for back to school. The deadline to enter that is July 31st. We're just asking you to give us a like on Facebook and then send us an email. And our email is listed on there. Um, Again, teachingtodaypodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to be giving away a basket of school supplies and, and coffee. Coffee. That's my contribution. <laughs> Dutch Brothers, possibly. <laughs> Dutch Brothers. Or maybe we'll just go to Kroger and buy. No, I'm kidding. Again. <laughs> um, so that is uh, a giveaway um, that we'd like to do. Uh, send us an email, like our page, and we will be giving that away yes. August 1st. So last day to enter is the uh, July 31st. July 31st. Oh, 31st. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then that's about it. All right. Uh, We wanted to thank you for joining us for another fun and exciting hour of teaching talk. Yes. uh, Advice that uh, you can live with to make it through your day as an educator, we hope. Um, We just wanted to say thank you for coming back. We will be back soon with episode number three. We have a very special uh, a couple episodes coming up yes, here. We do. Nothing, no, nothing to announce yet, but uh, you follow us on Facebook, you'll definitely see it. And um, <laughs> we hope to see you again soon. So for now, this has been Jeremiah and Kristen. And the Teaching Day podcast is letting out. Class dismissed. <laughs>